Welcome to Season 2 of Whole Bunch of Cattails Podcast. Be sure to catch up on all the latest episodes wherever you stream. This season explores the Cat Committee's fictional shenanigans, a true story about the cats, and a weekly letter to Grayson, my daughter who's at college, updating her on the mostly real-life happenings of the previous week. A version of the weekly letters are also posted on YouTube every Friday. Check out the beacon link in the notes for YouTube and all other social media associated with Whole Bunch of Cats. And now, without further ado, let me tell you a cat story. When we last left the cat committee, Willow, the black cat, and a stray cat, Bob, had switched places. Bob was living in the house while Willow was about to leave on a week-long trip to the park where he used to live. Bamboo, the orange cat, had learned to meow in Willow's unique way. Since Bob didn't meow. Bob also practiced keeping his tongue in his mouth when around humans so we wouldn't discover that he wasn't Willow. Chapter 7 The night before Willow left for the park, he called a meeting of the cat committee in the garage. The cats in attendance were Lila, the stubby-legged, pot-bellied gray tabby, Orange Brothers, Yoda and Bamboo, Sushi, the Siamese cat, Birdie, the ginger tabby, and Bob. Scarlet, who's above it all, did not attend the meeting. I'm royalty, with no time for the silly cat capers. <laughs> As the meeting was starting, there was a noise at the garage door. Who in the world was that? Then, the cat was meowing from the outside. It was Izzy. <gasps> Izzy, the gray tabby, is the eighth official cat of the committee. He lives somewhere else most of the time and rarely makes an appearance. Even though he belongs here, he's found a family who serves the good, wet food and has no other pets. He stays there for weeks at a time. However, he'd been missing some of the cats. He decided to stop by, which actually turned out to be perfect timing. I used to worry about Izzy's living situation. I thought he was roaming the streets like a stray. But when he came home one night, out of the blue, he'd clearly been eating. He'd gained several pounds from the last time I'd seen him. (laughs) It's a nice life. I can live in a house that's totally pet-free, and another house full of cats. I have the best of both worlds. The cats raised the door a smidge and led Izzy into the garage. The door to the outside broke a long time ago. It doesn't lock and isn't hooked to the opener anymore. It simply slides up easily. No problem for the cats to maneuver. Am I surprised they've been opening it for years? Not even a little, when I think about everything else they've been getting away with. (laughs) Izzy strutted into the garage. He hadn't been home in months. He had no idea about the bunnies in the house. Entertainment News. Listen to episode two to hear how a litter of three bunnies moved into the house. Or about Willow's plan to head to the park where he used to live. 
Since the committee was meeting about Willow's trip the next day, the conversation started there. Izzy listened intently. It was so good to see Izzy. He's hardly around much anymore. I could see his wheels spinning as we talked about the logistics of the trip. I'd spend the night in the house tonight, and then, when Mom let me out in the morning, I'd head off. Bamboo would go outside, too, and he'd bring Bob back inside. They'd go in and out together for the week. That way, Bob wouldn't get stuck outside without a meow. Izzy stopped him there. Without a meow, he asked? Right. So, Willow taught Bamboo how to meow since Bob didn't have a meow. This way, no human would think something was wrong with Willow. As Izzy was looking at Bob, he asked about his tongue. He was curious about how no human had noticed his tongue was sticking out. Bob had been working hard on keeping his tongue in his mouth during the day. At night, he relaxed, since there were no humans around. Then as he looked around, he took a deep breath. What's that smell? Wait, smells, he asked. I told him, there's rabbits in the house. As he listened as Sushi told him about the bunnies, he laughed at the shenanigans and how they distracted me and the other humans from finding them. Then, the conversation circled back to Willow, leaving for a week. Izzy listened with interest. I'm always up for an adventure. Izzy told Willow he'd love to go with him. No one would worry about him, since he splits his time between two houses. Hooray! Everyone would assume he's at the other house. Willow thought about it for just a second, and decided he would love the company. He'd missed Izzy and would love to hang out with him for a week on the road. It was settled. Izzy would spend the night in the garage on the blanket pile. Bob was spending one last night outside, and they'd leave as soon as Mom let Willow and Bamboo outside in the morning. Izzy could open the garage from the inside. As I said, it lifts easily. That night, Willow, Bob, and Izzy slept with excitement in their heart. The next morning, Willow bugged me over and over and over to be let outside. Fine, go. Then, Willow and Izzy slid the garage door up, just enough for Izzy to scoot out from under it. Finally, Willow was off to the park with a friend for company. Meanwhile, Bob and Bamboo stood at the front door, pacing back and forth. Bamboo meowing loudly. I thought it was Willow. I let them both back in the house. Willow and Izzy started down the road with Pep in their step. Sun was shining. Birds were chirping. The cats were on an adventure. Yes! And Willow had his best bud, Izzy, with him. They knew it would take a full day to get to the park based on what other cats had shared at the neighbor's cat food bowl. They would only have to cross one major road on the way. They'd eaten well before they left. Willow from the food bowls in the house, and Izzy out of the bucket in the garage. He'd do that often, putting his front paws on the bucket and his head into the opening. Thankfully, I just added a new bag of food to the bucket, so he didn't have to stand completely on the bucket, balancing all four feet. 
If he'd done that before, I've fallen into the bucket. (laughs) That's embarrassing. So they were fed and walking down the road. Then Willow suggested they take a nap. I had a full belly. I was tired. Izzy was agreeable. He'd eaten quite a bit, too, since he wasn't sure when his next meal would be. They decided to stop under a bush across the street from our house. (sighs) Once they woke up, they were on their way for real this time. Down the street, through backyards, alleyways, and over fences they went, laughing and talking all the way. It was a great journey, hanging out with my buddy, knowing I'd be where I grew up in only a few short hours. The journey would not have taken an entire day had they not stopped for naps. Ironic that Willow's permanent home is less than a mile from his original home. No one, not even Willow, realized how close the park was until he and Izzy arrived. The stray cats who'd eat at the neighbor's food bowl all agreed it took an entire day. Perhaps they all took naps along the way, too. (laughs) It was still far enough from home that he wouldn't like to travel there every day, but close enough that maybe he could go a couple of times a year, especially if things worked out with Bob in the house. Plus, I could always keep him company. As they crossed the street to the park, the first thing Willow noticed was how little it had seemed to change. The swings, slides, and tennis course looked exactly as he'd remembered. There were kids playing and grown-ups walking on the path. Willow and Izzy knew with so many people around, any other cats would be hiding. Keep in mind, Willow wasn't sure if any of his cat colony buddies would be around. He was the last cat caught and put in the shelter. He was hoping they'd all found the very best homes, but maybe one or two would come back. Sure enough, as he and Izzy were moving slowly through a group of bushes to stay out of sight, there was a plump, gray tabby laying in the way, watching the people. Can't believe it. My old buddy Sam was still there. Sam, is that you? It's me, Willow, he said. Sam sniffed, then remembered. Willow, my old buddy, how the heck are you? How'd you get back here? How's life been treating you? So many questions thrown at Willow all at once. He was excited to catch up with Sam, and he wanted to hear all about how Sam had ended up back at the park. He also wanted to know if any of the other cats from the colony were there. The two spent the afternoon catching up. Willow shared with Sam about his new cat colony, or as I refer to them, cat committee. Sam talked about his new life. Funny, his new home's yard was right next to the park. It made sense that all, or at least some, of the cats that were adopted from the shelter lived close. After all, the shelter is in the same neighborhood, too. Sam filled Willow in on several of the other cats. Seems that after they were all taken, they were pretty quickly adopted. Sam said they'd all wondered what had happened to him. Willow explained it took him a while to get adopted. It wasn't that no one wanted him. It was more about how long it took him to want anyone else. Meanwhile, Izzy listened. I was adopted when I was six weeks old. I'd never been in a shelter. I had no idea that Willow didn't like people. I knew he was shy when he first lived with us, but I didn't know he had to work so hard to get adopted. 
Willow told Sam he was planning to stay a week and he'd love to see the other cats. Sam thought that could be arranged. Another cat from the old days, Tabitha, would be around later in the afternoon when she could get word to everyone. Sam admitted he did not move around too much. He'd saunter from his house to the park, lay around there all day, and then saunter back for dinner and bedtime. Willow asked if anyone slept outside anymore. Sam shared that he didn't think they did. There was no need. They had homes, and the beds were soft. The food was good. Izzy and Willow looked at each other. They liked the soft beds, but both of them preferred to sleep under the stars when the weather was nice. They thought the bushes they were in at the moment would be a great place to sleep. They'd be hidden from humans while being able to observe their surroundings. Sam thought it would be a good place to sleep, too. Sam also said the park was a great place for hunting. They'd have plenty to eat, and there was a pond in the middle of the park with pretty good drinking water. Willow remembered. Just as Sam was getting ready to go home, Tabitha showed up. Willow was smitten. I love you. Haven't seen Tabitha in years. My heart skipped a beat. She was just as beautiful as I remembered. The Siamese cat with the bluest eyes. She looked a lot like Sushi, our own Siamese cat. No wonder the two of them were bonding. Clearly, Tabitha was just as happy to see Willow. She purred and purred while rubbing up against him. Tabitha let Willow know she could only stay for a bit, but she'd be back first thing in the morning if he was planning to stay. Said he'd be here for a week. She was elated. She said she could get the old gang together and it would feel like old times. Willow was so happy that night, he had a hard time falling asleep. Izzy was happy for his friend. It had been a great day. He only hoped the rest of the week would be just as fun, and that at the end of the week, Willow would want to go back home. Would Willow want to return at the end of the week? And how would seeing all the other cats from the colony be? Would they convince him to stay? Also, what if any humans saw all the cats together again? Would phone calls to the shelter be made? Would animal control show up? Meanwhile, back home, one of the bunnies had fallen into the empty sump pump tank. Bob told the cat committee he wanted to stay forever, and Sushi was tired of staying inside. She wanted to be an outdoor cat like almost everyone else. <gasps> Join us next time for another episode of Cat Shenanigans. And now, a word from our sponsor. Oh, that's us. Willow here, and this podcast is brought to you by Whole Bunch of Cats. More specifically, members of the Cat Committee and Mom. Mom does the writing, recording, editing, and producing. The cats are doing the laying around and being adorable. They make it easy for Mom to tell our stories and even make some up. Here's an update on the nightly struggles of removing the cats from Mom's room so she can sleep through the night. Nightly struggles between mom and the cat committee. When we have foster cats or kittens, they stay in my room and the other cats aren't allowed to be in there. However, our last batch of fosters have been gone for several months and my door is left open during the day. Also, with my schedule of staying home, my desk is my bed and the cats crash there all day while I'm working. 
Over the last month, this has become a problem at night. The cats feel like they should be allowed to sleep with me. They should not. Over the last couple of weeks, I've shared some things I've tried to get them all out at the same time. I've been keeping sort of a diary for the last few weeks about the sneaky cats at night and why I try to keep them out. I thought it would be funny to share a couple of entries. February 11th. Last night, I turned off all the lights in the house and slept with my door open. The living room has a strip of blue LED lights that I typically keep on all night long. However, in order for me to sleep, I have to have all the lights off. Usually, I close my door and leave those lights on. But I was up late reading a book, and by the time I was ready for bed, I was too tired to get the cats out of my room. When I went to bed, Bamboo was next to me. Yoda was at the feet of the bed on Yoda's side. Sushi was at my feet. Throughout the night, cats were in and out. At least no one woke me up using the litter box. I went to sleep a little after 1 and was awoken around 5 a.m. to Birdie jumping on my bed, seeing Bamboo, and immediately turning around, jumping off the bed, and scratching my arm in the process. I went back to sleep for a bit and woke up to Lila and Sushi fighting in a corner of my room. Sushi had cornered Lila and was hissing. Lila's ears were pulled back, and she was hissing right back. They started batting at each other, and I got out of bed. February 12th. Last night, I turned off the LED lights outside in my room and fed the cats. Then I went in my room. I saw Scarlet go under the bed. Fine. One cat is fine. I closed my door. Magically slept for several hours. Before I woke to Scarlet sitting right next to my head. Ah, how sweet. Also, why is she so close to me? It was still early and the sun wasn't up yet. I grabbed my phone and shined the flashlight around the room. At the end of the bed, there was Yoda. That explains why Scarlet was so close to me. I continued scanning the room and there, barely in my eyesight, next to the bed was a tail. I shifted so I could see the floor next to the bed and that tail belonged to Sushi. Three cats. Three cats slept in my room for a full five hours before I discovered them. February 18th. Last night, I closed the door at 8 p.m. Only Birdie was in my room. Thought she'd be fine. I was wrong. She woke me up at 1.30 a.m. by purring in my face, then stepping on me. I let her out, but couldn't go back to sleep. At 4.30 a.m., Sushi decided she really wanted in my room. She scratched up the transition on the floor to try to dig under the door, I guess. Since I still hadn't fallen back asleep, I opened the door. Besides Sushi, Yoda and Scarlet made their way in. Around 5.30, I finally fell back asleep and woke up with Yoda, Sushi, and Scarlet on my bed. Scarlet was worried about me, apparently because she started making biscuits to make sure I moved. This woke me up at 7.30 a.m. Not the best night, but so glad the cat committee is worried enough about me to wake me up. Weiss. Thank you everyone for listening. And now, a weekly letter to my kid at college outlining the unfolding drama of The Cat Committee. Dear Grayson, what an interesting week we've had around here. Bamboo has been perching above the refrigerator 
You know how the cabinets don't go all the way to the ceiling? Well, he's decided that the top of the cabinet is a great place to hang out. Apparently, laying on top of the refrigerator isn't high enough, so he's decided to go up even higher. The first time I saw him on the cabinet lid, he scared me to death. Now, I'm used to it since he's been doing it more and more. Skylar even put a pillow up there for him to lay on. He did not like that, though. He pushed it off the shelf, and it landed in the cat food. The water bowl turned over. Things were knocked off the side of the refrigerator. What a mess. Meanwhile, he just stared down at me from his high-up perch while I cleaned up his mess. I have no idea what has gotten into Sushi. She's chasing Bamboo around, hissing at him, ready to attack. She may be playing, but his ears are slicked back in a not playful way. She's been doing the same thing to Lila. And now that I think about it, Scarlet was doing that to Lila yesterday too. I think Sushi and Scarlet have had enough of being bullied. They're taking matters into their own hands. Izzy, who's been staying in your room, was let out the window the other day. I've been careful to leave the door closed so Izzy couldn't leave and the other cats couldn't bother him. But after I let Izzy out, I left the door to your room open. Of course, the other cats needed to mark their territory. They peed all over Skylar's bed. And I haven't checked to see if they did on yours. I just remade your bed. So, fingers crossed, it's still pee-free. Needless to say, the bedroom door will remain closed from now on. Willow is definitely happy about the warmer temperatures. He comes home to eat, then back out he goes. He's even sleeping outside now. Thankfully, the neighbors don't mind him out and about. I've tried to keep him inside overnight, but he starts his incessant meowing around 3 a.m. It's just more peaceful to let him out while I'm still awake instead of forcing him inside. His winter coat makes him look chunky. Or maybe he's visiting the same house Izzy is. Wouldn't that be funny? Can't wait for summer when you're home to stay. Until then, make good choices. Love, Mom. Want to see the cats in action? Check out the YouTube channel, Whole Bunch of Cats. New videos are released every Friday. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Whole Bunch of Cat Tales. New episodes will be released every other Tuesday. In the meantime, you can catch up on all the episodes wherever you stream. Creating a podcast takes more than just me. I use Buzzsprout to host the podcast and epidemic sounds for both the music and the sound effects. If you're interested in podcasting, referral links are in the notes. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, reach out via social media or email wholebunchofcats at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. Have a great week. Make good choices. Love, the Cat Committee.